Hey, welcome to the lobby. This is Aaron, and I'm here with Becky. And we are broadcasting kind of well live for us from our kitchen table here. So, uh, so the purpose of the lobby is to really uh, stay connected, uh, just um, just kind of banter and like hang out and have fun and answer some questions and like have interesting segments and so it should kind of sound and feel like you're in the lobby with us so if you don't like hanging out in the lobby with us you don't need to listen no we need to lead positive (laughs) we need to say we know that you love talking to us so here's your chance which might or might not be true who knows anyway so yeah so that's the deal so um anything interesting going on at the morrow house well, a couple nights ago, the girls put on a show for us. Mm-hmm. And there is this Disney show. It's called Just Roll With It. And they have these segments that the cast, they have their lines memorized, but then like an air horn blows, and then the audience gets to choose what the next part is. And so the girls did that. They set up fake beds in the downstairs and then like a kitchen table and they named themselves Aaron spelled the girl way because they're girls Mm -hmm. and Becky and so Maggie and Gracie acted out their little skit and then Leah downloaded an air horn app on the family phone and she would do that which we get parents of the year award for that yes totally (laughs) here's the air horn we even let them write on Maggie's face with um washable marker so that's another parent of the year, I feel like, right there. And the thing that was so funny is that, you know, Leah did the air horn, and then she was like, well, what should um, what should Gracie write on Maggie's face? And we said, how about worms? And so then Gracie read her card, and she drew worms on Maggie's face. Like, literally. Like, literally, she drew earthworms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. It was pretty funny. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, so they've been uh, doing, they've been putting on shows and stuff like that for the better part of 10 years, but this is like the, uh, probably the best one that they've done. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was significantly better than a couple of Easter's ago when Aaron's <laughs> side of the family came. And for some reason, uh, our niece and nephew heard the song, We Will Rock You, on the way down, and so, like, every hour, the kids were like, do you want to come see our concert? And then they would, like, pound on things and start yelling, we will rock you. Yeah. And I was like, I'm ready to rock this song right out of here. Yeah. Easter, Easter couldn't end soon enough. No. Like, I was for, like, he is not risen for this. That is not a commentary this. about like, anyone, any of our guests in our family. No. <laughs> too much, we will rock you. <laughs> so. It's like, whenever I hear that song, which I suppose isn't very often, but, like, whenever no. I hear that song now, I just have, like... I don't know. This is like people who went through Vietnam feel like. It's like, oh, man. Like, I just flashback. Right. No, it was rough. But no, that was a good, that was a good Mm -hmm. little skit. I feel like they've, um, we're telling you the high points. Like, they've been doing really well, but things were a little snippy yesterday. Yeah. Sometimes people can be a little bit more competitive in the cover your assets game than I Mm -hmm. prefer. Yeah. But um, largely they're doing well. And then you and Gracie took a walk this morning. Yeah. Yeah, so we, uh, well, when I say we, I mean Becky, um, she made some decaf cold brew for the girls so they can, like, have something special during uh, world lockdown, as Maggie calls it. (laughs) And so Gracie and I just had some coffee, then, like, we walked for, I don't know, probably a mile. 
Yeah, it was about a half out. hour. I think you guys were gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. so it was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had a Google Hangout with our small groups, so that went well. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely that was good so we did that on tuesday i'm like yeah. pushing past the awkwardness of video call because <laughs> yeah, no i'm literally the most awkward person because i don't know where to look because then i always look at myself to be like do i look like a weirdo and then that makes me look even weirder weirder and then i feel like i should i think i hold the computer too high i think i should hold it lower like, I spend way too much time thinking about this. Maybe this is why we're doing this as a podcast instead <laughs> of some kind of video. They'd be like, why is Becky, does she, she's talking, but she looks like she's sleeping. Like, <laughs> oh, what's even happening right now? Okay. So. Yeah. Hey, we had, a, we had an argument about a shelf uh-huh. and everything, so yep. that was really fun, too. That was so good. So we really pushed past that. <laughs> I think our marriage is still on solid ground after the shelf incident. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah, I built a shelf for Maggie's. For Leah's room originally, but then it it really wasn't what everyone had in mind. So then it had to be moved to Maggie's room. So yeah, I think I said like, I'm really irritated. I need some space, which is not my finest moment. And then when I think about it the next day, I was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need to over spiritualize this. This is just a stupid thing to argue about. <laughs> like, anyway, so good times. Yeah. Good yeah. Times. Yep. It's hard to need space when you're in a world lockdown. Yeah, <laughs> world then, lockdown. And then yeah. I'm like, hey, do you still like me? <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. It was a good uh-huh. time here at Quarantine Central yeah. here at the Mar And House. poor Maggie. There's like something weird in Maggie's wall. So it was like this shelf situation. Oh, man, it's like tomorrow's. Like... We just don't need shelves apparently. Maybe we just need shelves that are freestanding. Because when there are flat surfaces such as shelves and things like that, um, we just pile crap on them. Mm-hmm. So that's our family. <laughs> Except for Maggie. She has her shelf really well. Yes. Like curated. I'm, I'm going to say curated. It's a very well curated <laughs> shelf. Yeah. It's kind of like Ikea in her room a little bit. Basically. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, but that's going on. So I'm trying to think if there's been anything else interesting. Yeah. Oh, yes, there is. So the girls and I went on a little air quote road trip we went out to dyersville um because Allie favor in our small group she works at farm tech which grows lettuce hydroponically and they had buy one get one free bogo bogo on lettuce and let me just say i am like on team farm tech lettuce it is there's like no waste and there wasn't like the inside bitter part so we drove out there listened to some adventures in odyssey mm-hmm. drove back went to the library to do curbside pickup on apparently the last day they had it offered and yes i clorox wiped the book i got because i've turned into that person mm-hmm. so yeah, that was exciting. So we got to at least look at other things. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah was anyway, that was another exciting yeah. time. Yeah. The NFL draft is coming up. How are you feeling about the NFL draft? Because <laughs> I know I'm pumped. <laughs> How do you actually feel about the NFL draft? Because um, I feel like you're being a little sarcastic right now. I feel like I'm more poised to have opinions about the NBA draft, Mm -hmm. but I love the drama of sports, and I feel like that's where the draft really shines, is like Like the drama. Like all the human interest Yeah, like I need to know where you're from. I have a series of questions that I ask about all athletes, Mm -hmm. which like how tall are they? Yeah. 
which I mean that's more appropriate for the NBA. But I feel like that I feel like that transfers to mm-hmm. the NFL. I want to know how tall they are. I do like knowing where they went to college. And I like to know if they're nice to other people in the locker room. Like, are they like a poison? Like a mold in the locker room? <laughs> a mold. <laughs> are you the mold I, of the locker you room? Know, you know some of those people are mold. And then I like to know, like, you know, how are they with the ladies? Because I don't want someone being sketchy in the locker room. I feel like that's a variation of mold. Hmm. So, yeah. Like, I don't want somebody who has, like unkindness towards women in an elevator when it's not filmed on the team yeah so there was this podcast that we used to listen to a few years ago um it was on grantland mm-hmm. and it was called wasn't that called nba after dark yeah and i should find it again because that's Juliet Littman, and she's my favorite yeah so she would just the premise of the podcast was she would just go on um all the players and all the players wives and girlfriends also known as wags, wags. Okay, wives and girlfriends. Um, and they just go on their Instagram accounts and social medias and just kind of like dig through TMZ and just like kind of like who's friends with who and what mm-hmm. kind of drama is going on mm-hmm. in the NBA after dark. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just like a lot of that kind of stuff. So it's like what wives hang out with each other and like mm-hmm. what's the drama and like that kind of stuff. So I don't know. It was like, so yeah, there's a lot of that kind of, I feel like the that part of sports. That's like, where I really... really shine. That's where I shine. <laughs> It's my moment in the sun. (laughs) So anyway, what are your feelings about the NFL draft? Well, I heard that... I, I heard the story that came out just recently was that Roger Goodell, who's the NFL commissioner, he just came out and said that the NFL draft is definitely happening. And is, is it going to be like a Zoom call? Or Yeah, I think, I think it is. There's no fans. <laughs> like, like there's certain state, like teams are in certain states where there's, they're on lockdown more yeah. than other states. Yeah. So like they can't even, like the team... A draft war room has to Zoom call with each other. It's going to be like a Zoom call within a Zoom call. So all the little squares (laughs) are going to have little squares. It's going to be like the eye of an insect. Like each square one has like little circles. Yeah, it's kind of like Inception. Like for like this NFL draft Inception. That should be in the, yeah, they could market it as that. Right. Yeah, but but I heard that Roger Goodell like secretly said to... uh, um, all the GMs and owners and everything is that if you criticize that the draft is actually happening, that can be you can be fined and penalized for that, which is a bit draconian for me. But like, I don't really have a. I'm some guy in Iowa. So I don't I, have a lot of respect for Roger Goodell because <laughs> my friend Samantha Ponder, who's not oh, really my stop. friend, no, Sam, Samantha Ponder, who is a lovely Christian woman. <laughs> She is a delight. She's one of the very few celebrities I follow on Instagram. She's married to the Vikings' former quarterback, Christian Ponder, which is also like a description of a person, a Christian who ponders. But that's beside the point. But he was like, she does ESPN broadcasting. And he was, I did not feel a very good interview for her, but I was very proud of her. As a mm-hmm. woman and a Christian woman. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. So Roger Goodell taking himself a little too seriously, maybe. Is there anything more that you want to talk about with Sam Ponder and Christian Ponder? Well, I could, but well, I feel like okay. we're talking about the NFL draft. Well, they read Christian. Well, they read um, Tim Keller books and whatever. So yeah, and I've heard her on podcasts. Well, I've heard both of them on podcasts. Just like, you know. Anyway. They're like a lovely Christian family who splits time between New York City and Arizona. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, so the NFL draft is actually happening, I think, like, later in April, mm-hmm. I think it is. So, anyway, but yeah, did you know who the number one pick is going to be, supposedly? Um, is there a Heisman Trophy involved? Yeah, I think he did win the Heisman Trophy. So it's this dude named oh. Joe Burrow. Oh, Joe, oh, Joe Burrow. I was going to say Tim Tebow. Just kidding. <laughs> But Joe Burrow, so like whenever I hear the name Joe Burrow, I think of Burrow, like a gopher Burrows. So I'm like, oh, did he play for the Gophers? No, No. he did not play for the Gophers. The Minnesota Golden Gophers, you mean. Yeah, I'm a closet gopher. I'm a fair-weathered closet gophers fan. Mm -hmm. So they were actually pretty decent this last year. So Yeah. Yeah, anyway. But yeah, Joe Burrow, he played for LSU, and I think he won the Heisman Trophy, and I think he's going to be the number one pick for wait, wait, wait. the was Cincinnati he the guy, Bengals. Was he the guy who was like, I might actually play baseball, and then he was like, JK, I'm going to go to the NFL? Or no, was that, that was a dude who got drafted number one overall last year for the Arizona Cardinals, oh. Kyler Murray. Oh, Kyler. Which he is like a junior high girl, just like flip-flopping, like, oh. I want to play baseball. I want to play football. It's like you he know, thinks he's just, Brett Favre. And it's like, you're not <laughs> yeah, Kyler, you're come not. on. <laughs> None of us are Brett Favre. <sighs> anyway, but Joe None Burrow. So the other thing, interesting thing about Joe Burrow, I don't think we've talked about this before, but like, so great. he, whenever I see a picture of him, like whether it's on ESPN.com or um, uh, just like, uh, he has his helmet off on the field. Like, there is just something about the way that he looks, um, like the look in his eye and stuff like that. I'm just like, I think this guy has been smoking pot. So, <laughs> like, he has just this glassy look and just like he looks really, I don't know. There's just oh something. My gosh. Like, seriously, it looks like he's on a mugshot. <laughs> so, like, yeah, because like there was a few days ago on ESPN.com, like, he was, uh, he had the uh, the his I'm, picture was there. Are you googling? Him I'm googling right him right now. <laughs> so, like, if you look at it, he looked at um, it looked like his mugshot on ESPN.com. I was just like, man, like this this guy looks like I don't know. And I realize like the legalization of marijuana is like a nationwide thing for the most part right now. But like, I don't. Think are that's we a at that choice. point? <laughs> Gosh. FYI, he has a girlfriend named Olivia. <laughs> I did. I that was, it came up. I can't help Wait, it. Wait, you Googled Joe Burrow and the well, I Googled that was the first Joe thing that came Burrow up. and one of the selections was girlfriend. <laughs> She's wearing one of those hats. What do you mean? I think makes everyone look like the Hamburglar, but that's for another day. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> like, you mean, <laughs> what? What's no, that? it's okay. She wearing a mask? Like no, the a Hamburglar? hat. Like these hats that people I wear that I... have wide brims all the way around. I think it makes literally every person look like the Hamburglar. You know, I think. I think the majority of our our church is pretty young, so I don't think they they might not know who the Hamburglar is. Well, we'll have a link in show notes. <laughs> no, it's not, not the worst show notes ever. <laughs> People need to know who the Hamburglar okay. is. All right. Anyway. Anyway, um, so Olivia's wearing a Hamburglar. She's wearing a Hamburglar hat. So he's smoking weed, and he's dating the Hamburglar. <laughs> is that what you're trying to say? No. <laughs> okay. I don't know. What I'm, but how tall is he? Oh, man. I don't, know. I I don't have that. a scouting report Ugh. on that. Okay. I'm sure Maybe his, Tyler knows. I'm sure his wingspan. Yeah, Tyler's probably scouted him. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, but yeah, Joe Burrow. But like apparently the second, the Washington Redskins have the second pick in the draft. So Dawson, 
who he's a Washington Redskins fan. So apparently they are not going to draft a quarterback because they drafted a quarterback last year named, mm. I think, Dwayne Haskins, mm. which, like, he had a little kind of a bumpy rookie year. Mm-hmm. But apparently they're going to draft an Ohio State defensive end named Chase Young, I think it is. I Do you think. mean the Ohio State University? Yeah, there's the, yeah, mm-hmm. we try to mm-hmm. trademark that, or they try to trademark <laughs> that. So here's my scouting report on Chase Young. Mm-hmm. Um, he's fast and talented, and oh. he has cool hair. Oh, I get that uh-huh. a lot as a description. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which no one has ever said that about me. Nobody has ever said I'm fast <laughs> or no. talented. Or cool hair. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I was thinking about mainly the hair for me. So, yeah. But the Vikings, like, I don't know if you knew this, like, because I don't think we've been talking about this recently, but, like, did you know this that is they... a crying shame. Did you know I'm that they traded... Do you know the Vikings traded Stefan Diggs, their star disgruntled wide receiver? See, so you don't want that disgruntledness in your locker room. Because he's mold. Mold. <laughs> not cancer, Is but he related to mold. Tay Diggs, the performer? No, he's not related oh. to Tay Diggs. It's a fair question. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Maybe he is. He could you be. Never know. Nobody knows. But um, but uh, so here's the deal. So they traded. So Stefan Diggs was just like this really moody, very low emotional intelligence, just very uh, but very talented wide receiver for right. the Vikings, and they traded him for a slew of draft picks from oh. the Buffalo Bills, oh. one of which was a fir- their, the Buffalo Bills' first-round draft pick, which oh. I think is 22nd overall. Oh. And, get this, mm-hmm. so here's where the drama comes in. Bring it. All right. So, now this isn't about Olivia, like Joe Burrow's girlfriend, oh. the Hamburglar. Okay. The, the drama with this is that um, with the 22nd pick in the draft, like, I, so I was, I was pretty interested. I was Googling... Right. Uh, um, mock draft, NFL, whatever. Okay. Same. I <laughs> stop. Okay, so I googled that, and there was I think it was on NFL.com. They had or CBS, whatever it was, and they had um, Stefan Diggs' little brother, who is a safety mm. for Alabama. Mm-hmm. He was being mock drafted. To the Vikings at pick twenty-two, the new and better Diggs brother, huh? So here's, if Rick Spielman, GM of the Vikings, is listening to the lobby right now, I just have I want to just want to write an open letter to him right now. Oh, Brent, yeah, Rick. Here's the deal. I know I'm just some guy in Iowa, but I have some advice. Oh, okay, so yeah. here's the advice. The advice is. That if you trade your disgruntled, angry wide receiver for a draft pick, then what you shouldn't do is draft said disgruntled, angry wide receiver's little brother Uh with said draft pick. Well, I just, I don't mean to disagree, dear, but I feel like wide receivers... They're like the diva drama queens of football. The safety, what's the safety's job? Do they tackle the wide receiver? Or do who do they try to, aren't they tacklers, the safeties? Yeah. Who do they try to tackle? 
Uh, wide receivers, and well, they try to cover wide receivers, but then tackle the wide receivers if the wide receivers catch the ball. And they try to like blitz the quarterback sometimes. I have hope that Little Digs. Is little like, can we call him Little I'm Diggs? I'm sure he'd love to be called a Little Diggs. <laughs> I have hope that he is like. I feel like you can use maybe that disgruntled fire because he's not going to be in the spotlight. Nobody knows who safeties are unless you're somebody who likes football. But um, I feel like I feel like I have better hope for that because I feel like he his life might be in response to Stefan, and he's like, I don't want to be like that girl. Like I want to be nice, and I'll put all my youngest brother angst into the tackles. Hmm. It's how, just a thought. Yeah, there is some it's birth a order. Sports psychology for you. That's why there's a little like birth order stuff to consider when it comes I, to drafting. Well, I always consider yeah. birth order. Maybe we can be in on the Zoom call for like uh, the Vikings war room. Yeah, yeah. Things. We'll be like the square within the square within the square within the square within the square. <laughs> we are the dot, lower, dot, dot. We are the furthest down <laughs> of the inception train. Like <laughs> for that. Anyway, hey. So uh, we got a few questions mm. for for our, the mailbag. Hey, if any of you want to create a mailbag tune, let us know. Yeah. I don't know how we would get it on here, but we would... Well, but we would... We could make it a ringer, and then you could call my cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) And and I'll just, like, hold it up to the microphone. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Anyway. um, Anyway, so we got a few questions for the mailbag. So if you have questions for the mailbag for the lobby here... Mm. um, and you can ask anything that you want. Uh, mm-hmm. You can just uh, text or email us. So yes. anyway, so here is the first question from the mailbag. And are you ready? I was born ready. Okay. So the first question from the mailbag was, which office character are you most like? I think we should answer this for each other. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> well, my wait. So I'm supposed to answer. You're supposed to what, pick who I'm like. Oh, Aaron's I was like, we just got in a fight about a shelf. I am not, <laughs> not dipping my feet into this water. I don't. I literally. This isn't like. I'm not dodging the question. I literally don't know. I literally. Don't well, do know. you have thoughts for yourself? Um. I I thought about this for a little bit, uh-huh. and my answer is I have literally no idea, <laughs> and. But, this is some hard hitting podcast. I know, seriously. But like, my favorite—I can tell you yes. who my favorite office character yes. is. Yes. So my favorite office character is either Kevin or Creed because now if if we're using NBA advanced analytics, well, I was hoping we would. Um, they have a low usage rate, but right. their PER is off the charts. Per so yes points, extra revolution. I think that's you know if I'm honest I don't even know what oh, that stands okay. for but I think they're just really they just aren't on very often but like they're just really hilarious every time yeah I see them but I don't know I don't know by what office character do you think I am um well I think because we're married I'm like we're like Jim and Pam <laughs> <laughs> every married couple in America like, thinks. And Pam. They are Jim and Pam. Because nobody's like, we're Dwight and Angela. (laughs) That's a problem. I don't know. I mean, uh, I feel like everyone is so, like, caricature-ish that it's hard to, like, do that, to pick. But um, I don't know. We can say we're Jim and Pam. Who's your favorite favorite character? 
Well, I feel so basic when I say, like, I like Jim and Pam. But I do like Jim and Pam. I do think Holly is a delight. Like, who Michael ended up with. Mm-hmm. Holly in HR. So I do really like that. Hey, you know what other... Or we could say, but we're not... We could be like, are we like um, Ryan and Kelly? <laughs> Ryan the Tap and Kelly? No. <laughs> we're not, but that's funny to say. <laughs> you know, okay, I'll say this. I can see... Maybe I'm like a combination <laughs> between like Kelly and uh, Phyllis. <laughs> you know, this is an interesting question for the mailbag because like I think it's kind of a trap question because like what character could someone say besides Jim and Pam that um, is flattering? Yes, that's so true. Yeah, because like I feel like all of their quirky negative qualities is what makes it, that show really funny. Yes. So, therefore, what character are you? Like, it's really... Um, and I think yeah. it's easy to forget about the characters like Erin when she comes in. You could forget about Erin. Oh, yeah. Um, Maybe, maybe like, David Wallace. It's easy to forget about him. I just hope nobody says Todd Packer. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please, if you say that you're like Todd Packer, can you please contact us and we'll get you some emergency services. <laughs> but like, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I think it's easy to forget about those people. Or like Andy, I feel like Andy has some qualities that maybe aren't as off-putting all the time. Yeah. You know, I feel like people could say I'm Andy and we wouldn't be like, oh. Yeah, that's true. That's anyway. True. Hey, so next question in the mailbag that we got was, what music did you listen to as an adolescent adolescent that brings you back when you hear it today? I feel like what would, what would you? Do I feel like you? you'll do a way better job answering this. Really? Because I think you were like more into music, and than I was. Like I, I listened to Christian radio. <laughs> <laughs> And this, um, you know, I would listen to, like, Delilah, love someone tonight. Like, and then um, I have very, like, music-related memories to working in the drive-thru at a bank I worked at. You know, like, the 90s pop music, you know. We would always, we loved it when we would be counting our drawers out at the end of the day and, like, closing time would come on. We'd be, like, counting, like, five, ten minutes, like, closing time, and then we'd all get excited. Mm-hmm. So um, I have memories of that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, what about you? Well, this is a dumb question for me, but, like, when when it says adolescent, like, what age range is that? Like, I think how old Leah is, like, middle school to high school, like, when you're becoming a man. <laughs> <laughs> Because I thought, I, I couldn't, I don't know. Maybe I think mine. it's like puberty related. Did you just say that word well, I on said the it, podcast? I said it quietly. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I kind of said it in a podcast. <laughs> no one's ever going to listen to this podcast again. If they anyway. made it through the NFL draft. They made it through the hamburger. But, well, because I, I originally was thinking about when I was y- younger mm-hmm. and... My family just listened to to country music, oh. and I've I've actively tried to repress that in my. We haven't really talked about this. Really, I feel like just in passing because you're really doing a great job repressing. There was so much country music <laughs> that I, you know, I yeah, right. 
So, so I, yeah. I feel like you've sought out music that actively isn't like that. Yeah, and you know, I've I personally have nothing against people who like country music or we like, like people who like country music. Yeah, I just it's just not really my thing. Right. So, but um. Not to interrupt, but I told the girls that Taylor Swift started as a country singer, and it was like their heads exploded. Yeah. Anyway, go right. ahead. But yeah, but but if we're talking about teenage years, I mean, yeah. I would just listen to Smashing Pumpkins and in my room alone and just get depressed, like melancholy <laughs> and the infinite sadness. Oh, <laughs> I was like, you know, because like. So, the, we so the question met. is, yeah, it's a good thing we met when we did. We met in high school. I'd be like, I'm listening to the Phantom of the Opera soundtrack, Aaron. What are you listening to? I'd be like, I need to stop talking. <laughs> You're like, this girl is up here. <laughs> anyway, Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. That sounds cute. Uh, JK. <laughs> so we have, this is just a little tidbit. Aaron and I have very different tastes in music. Mm. And like if there's a Venn diagram... Like, the only, like, imagine me holding two circles of my fingers, and then I'm just, like, peeking out through the little overlap, and that's Austin Stone. Yeah, so, we, Austin we Stone really worship. like Austin Stone at our house. Yeah. And, um, yeah, because Aaron was, like, playing Michael Jackson, like, early Michael Jackson music for the girls, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I turned this off. I didn't say that. I just kind of didn't say anything. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, it was, that was kind of, mm. it's just kind of funny that we just are real opposite. And I barely even know what music I like. I like Christmas music. <laughs> Is that a genre? Because, <laughs> like, when I started working, I could listen to whatever music I wanted to, and I didn't even know what to pick. Mm-hmm. Which, that's yeah. kind of weird. Anyway. That's so, right. That was a good question. Yeah. So, to answer that, um, Smashing Pumpkins <laughs> and Keith Green. So, there you go. I'm just not, I don't know, just, I mean, I'm not very nostalgic about music, you know, mm-hmm. like emotionally, I don't have emotion, an emotional flashbulb when it comes to music and everything like that. I mean, like, I don't know, it's like I was, I was watching the, <laughs> I was watching the, a couple episodes of The Mandalorian a couple days ago. Oh. Believe it or not, you were not in the room when we were watching no. that. Shocker. So. <laughs> Although so. I'm here, I'm on Team Baby Yoda, FYI. Yeah. But so we were watching that and the music was on there and I was like, ah, this really brings me back to November when we were watching that. <laughs> I mean, if, is that, does that count as an emotional that counts, flashbulb? That's an emotional okay. feeling. Okay. Nostalgia. Yeah. All right. We need to go to the next question. The Star Wars so. universe. All right. So how come, so next question in the mailbag, how come you don't have pets? That's a really good question, actually. Yeah. Um... Well, you can interrupt me as I talk about this. Mm-hmm. I did not grow up with pets. I just didn't. Like, my mom was allergic to cats. We didn't have a dog. We did have a bird named Gil when I was in middle school or early high school. And Gil was a parakeet. And he was named after Gilbert Blythe from Anne of Green Gables, naturally. And wow. I know. I mean, wow. why else would you name him Gil? Yeah. And so, Gil... I did not support Gil. Um, <laughs> I was not on Team Gil. And, but I think my brother was just kind of like, meh. You know, he's like fine with Gil. But my dad and sister really liked Gil. And so 
And it was like my dad, he would like whistle, he would say like pretty bird and then Gil would like whistle back pretty bird, like the same tone. And, um, and I never wanted Gil to be on my shoulder because I feel like that's really the only way you can interact with the bird is having it on your shoulder. <laughs> but I just had this vision of Gil being on my shoulder and then getting stuck in my hair and then flapping around on my head and then pooping all over me. And I was like, I need to have six feet of social distancing from Gil. <laughs> like before that was even a thing, I was like, sorry, Gil, six feet, you know? And so... You didn't need a worldwide pandemic I didn't. For Gil. No, Gil... Okay. You and I are not going. We need personal space. So my we would get his wings clipped so that he couldn't like fly, fly. And one day it happened to be Good Friday and April Fool's Day all at once, like April Fools on you, sin and death, like that kind of thing. But J.K. Oh sorry, gosh. but I was like, did I just Jesus juke that day? But anyway, so my dad had Gil outside, and his wings hadn't been clipped recently enough. And so, literally, the wind got beneath Gil's wings and flew. Gil just flew to the great unknown. And so, into the unknown, just a little Frozen <laughs> 2 reference. And so, my dad came in, and he, my dad always wears a Brewer's baseball hat, and so he had this hat on, and it was up kind of high, and he came in, and he told my mom, Gil flew away. And my mom's like, whatever, he didn't, April Fool's, ha ha ha. My dad said, no, he really... He flew away, and my sister came in. She's, like, sobbing about the bird flying away. Mm-hmm. And so my mom and I were, like, kind of happy that Gil flew away, but we didn't want to lead with that, you know? It's mm-hmm. not very sensitive. And so my dad and my sister walked around the block looking for Gil, but the wind mm-hmm. got beneath his wings, and that was, like, my lone pet experience. So and when Aaron and I first got married, we lived in apartments, and I just never really had a desire for a pet. But you grew up with barn pets. Mm-hmm. Barn pets. Right? I'm from the suburbs. <laughs> like, I mean, you I had a, a series yeah. of barn cats. Yeah, we were, we were kind of like um, a homeless shelter for, <laughs> an unofficial homeless shelter for uh, stray cats. Because right. they would just show up and we would just take them in. We were like the Ellis Island of... Oh <laughs> of Bring me your poor huddled masses of cats. There were some rough looking cats. (laughs) So we had uh, lots of cats and um, um, yeah. And then we had dogs. Yeah. So, but you were never Mm -hmm. really much of an indoor pet family. So it wasn't much of a drive for you to have pets. Yeah. Unless I like snuffed out this little glowing ember of indoor pets. Well, I mean, I, I really, okay, I'm going to. I'm gonna out myself here. Oh, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a cat person. I really like cats, and because they're not needy, <laughs> they're not clingy. <laughs> just like you know, we could do some social distancing. Like I don't need to pet you all the time. I don't need to have a you know whatever. So, um, but yeah, I really like cats. Mm-hmm. I really like cats a lot. But but we don't have a cat because um, I like my mother-in-law more than a cat or mm-hmm. the idea of a cat. So we don't have a cat. So, well, and additionally... Because she's allergic. Yeah, my mom's allergic. And I feel like if people are allergic to stuff, they're allergic to cats. And, you know, I do feel like... Because our girls are really afraid of dogs. And there's been a lot of growth in that. Mm-hmm. But um, we just were never really around dogs when they were little, you know. So that wasn't... Because, you know, our families didn't have dogs. 
we were in an apartment, you know, like that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, and I think, too, we just have a certain level of crazy that we can have in our life. And mm-hmm. sometimes I have a hard enough time being considerate of, like, the two-legged people in my life. <laughs> that if I'm going to have to think about something else. And I think I think people might think... <laughs> You know how when someone's like, when a family's like, we need to get a dog, and the mom's like, we're not going to get a dog because I'm going to be the one who ends up taking care of it. Uh, That's not a real concern because I think we all know that if we got a pet, Aaron would be the one who had to do all of it. I'd be like, I'm going to make supper. Who wants a brownie? And then the litter box would smell or like the guinea pig would need to get guinea pigged or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, we, especially when we first had a house, when we lived in Platteville, Aaron traveled all the time for work. And um, then the girls and I would go to my parents and the thought of having to manage an animal on top of that was just too much. And we have enough loose hair in this house. Oh my God. Which we talked about in our last podcast. Man, we should talk about loose hair every podcast. But um, yeah, so that's just kind of why we're like, that's cool if you have a pet. It's just, Kind of not something we ever really did. Yeah. And once I looked at, I did an internet search for cats that don't shed, and those were just frightening. <laughs> they just looked like nightmares. Yeah. Unless you have a cat that doesn't shed, I'm sure it's a delight. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Anyway, so there's that. Anyway, uh, next question in the mailbag. Are there uh, cheerful or quirky ways that you've heard that people are passing the time these days? Yes, that would be something you could let us know about to pass on. So, podcast voice, Liz H. from Mineral Point. <laughs> let, me know, <laughs> let me know about this super cute Instagram account called Things I Have Drawn. And it's this artist person who takes kids' drawings and then photoshops things in daily life to look like that. So it's really super adorable and something that I'm super happy to let the girls look at. They're really, I don't know, they like anything that I let them look at on a phone because they're not allowed to look at phones very much. So that's super cute. And if there's something that you guys have found that is something cheerful and quirky and a fun way to pass time, let us know and we'll pass that on um, to other people. Yeah, you bet. So that's super cute. So that's things I have drawn and that's on Instagram. Mm-hmm. For sure. Cool. And uh, the last question we had in the mailbag was, uh, uh, "What do you do when you're feeling anxious? What do you, f- what do you do when you're feeling anxious?" So, sure. Do you have thoughts about that? Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a lot of things that you can feel anxious about these days. But mm-hmm. um, first of all, I just want to say that I think there's a difference between feeling anxious about circumstances and changes and stuff like that but there's a difference between feeling gripped with anxiety and if that's something where you just feel like you're always spiraling into something like that I feel like then you kind of need to look beyond the lobby um, for help with that because that's like a really real thing for people so um, but this is just like your garden level variety of anxiety about circumstances Um, so for me just a little tiny bit of background. When Aaron and I first got married, I spent our fourth week of being married in the hospital with blood clots in my lungs from um, hormonal birth control. And I did not obviously see that coming. It was super unexpected. I was 26 and really healthy, and all of a sudden I have something that I didn't know how serious it was until it was better, which was good. So then when I found out what a big deal that was, I just had so much anxiety about it um 
and like it coming back right having it come back and you know your body responds your body and your mind are really connected and one of the main um symptoms of having blood clots in your lungs is shortness of breath which is also a symptom of anxiety and so i was feeling anxious about having that happen to me again which was creating those symptoms because of anxiety um So, yeah, that was kind of rough. I remember going to the doctor and talking about that, and he was super wise and gave me a little quiz and was like, you're just kind of on the brink with having, like, a real anxiety struggle. What are some things that you can do to help with that? And You're being very kind in that because he was a little more calloused and about it than that. Yeah, maybe a little. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So one of the things that, that I've noticed when I'm feeling anxious thoughts is that I just don't breathe right you know i think you just just even as dumb as it is maybe just like taking a deep breath um and i think being aware of what your internal dialogue is you know i notice sometimes when i'm at work and i have to get up early for work and i'll be tromping around the bakery and in my head i'm just saying like i'm so tired i'm so tired i'm so tired and i have to stop myself from thinking that because that's not a helpful thought process to have but i think that translates to um thoughts of um, worry and anxiety and just being aware of what our internal dialogue is and then to respond to that because I was I was aware of those anxious thoughts that I had you know back 15 years ago when that happened um, and I just would stop thinking about it but I didn't replace those unhelpful thoughts with thoughts that are true um, like what is what is true about this situation is that like God loves me and he's providing for me and um, I can cast my cares on him because I would stop thinking those things, but my body was still holding that. Um, So I think for me, just being aware of how I'm physically breathing, being aware of what my thought spiral is and interrupting that with truth from God's word and truth that we find in the gospel. Um, And I think too, one of the things that I read in a book that we can we can link to it's called afraid of all the things by scarlet hiltabidal and it's a super engaging book about worry and anxiety and even if you're somebody who wouldn't identify as having that be a primary struggle for you um it's so full of gospel truths and it's just a really good read um but it's really entertaining and funny. oh yes yeah yeah. she's i didn't know she was going to be funny and i overvalue funny so i really liked that and one of the things that she talked about is like taking your worry too far you know and um taking it all the way and realizing like okay and not to dwell in worst case scenarios because that's really not healthy or helpful or productive but just realizing like if this really bad thing happened is what i believe about god still true and um just finding comfort and hope and rest in the character of god and what he's like done for us through jesus um and you know, just finding peace in the in the midst of the what ifs, because I think that's helpful in the, well, what if this happens? What if, you know, I remember I was feeling a little bit anxious when bars and restaurants closed in Dubuque, and I was driving home from work, and I'm a baker, so at a coffee shop, so that kind of affected that, and I was like, oh no, now we can't go to bars and restaurants. Well, how often do we go to bars and restaurants? 
Like a <laughs> never, basically. I mean, maybe we go through the drive through at Culver's or, you know, yeah, but. When we're really getting wild, we'll go yeah. to <laughs> So, you know, and I was just, you know, well, what if these close? And then I was like, well, if they do close, it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. Like God's given us food. God's given us, mm-hmm. you know, what we need. And I think for me, just having that thought of like, I have everything I need because of Jesus. You know, if I'm feeling anxious, like at night, just reminding myself that I have everything I need. And that's not because it comes from me. It's not because it comes from Aaron. It's because that's something that like God has provided for our physical needs and he's provided for our spiritual needs through Christ. So mm-hmm. those are some things that are helpful for me. What about, mm-hmm. what about you? Um, well, I was just thinking about this question more in terms of like, um, what does it look like to be a good friend to someone yeah. who is struggling with um, just feeling feeling anxious and just like, you know, just, I mean, this isn't rocket science stuff, you know, rock, you know, um, but just like being a good listener, uh, not being the problem solution type friend. Um, sometimes um, some personalities um, are pretty goal driven, you know, goal. If you have a goal driven personality. Like men personalities? <laughs> JK. <laughs> um, there's some truth to that. Uh, but if you have a more of a goal-driven personality, um, you know, sometimes, like, being a good friend for someone who is feeling anxious is, like, pretty, can be pretty challenging. Um, just because, like, well, there is a goal here. What There needs to be an outcome. Like, we, it's like, what are those problems right. here? My and goal like, is for you to feel better. Yeah. And, yeah. You, know, and you know what? If, if you're an engineer, that will make you a, a really great employee, apparently. Right. You know, but maybe not really... Um, you won't maybe you maybe won't win friend of the year award um, mm-hmm. with that mm-hmm. so but yeah just being a good listener not being so goal driven and problem solution oriented that like because um, you know people's hearts are just um, they're entangled with that kind of stuff so just being a good friend and just like walking with them with that and like the art of it of the art of it is just really gently reminding them about the gospel you know, and that takes a critical level of emotional intelligence that's really hard to like. Um, that's not like this five-step process of just evaluating right. the situation and everything, but just like, just gently like reminding them about what is true about God and like what is you know just helping them to really fix their eyes on something way bigger than what they're feeling anxious about. Right. Which is, which is really timely for like you know whether it's like pandemics or like man like what if um, you know just garden level stuff right well and I think too um as the person who is feeling anxious or is struggling um just having the presence of mind because sometimes if I'm worrying about something or I'm talking about something and then Aaron will like gently remind me about what's true um in a non-problem solution way I'll I'll reply with I know and that's not helpful, <laughs> you know, and because I do know, but I need to be reminded, you know, we all need to be reminded of what's true when we're struggling. And so I've been doing my best to, instead of saying, I know, because saying, I know shuts down conversations, um, just saying like, thank you for that. Or you're right, which people love hearing you're right. <laughs> But, you know, just saying, just responding like that to keep the conversation going. Because that, when I say, I know, that really doesn't make Aaron or whoever is telling me that, that doesn't make them feel like they can help. 
you know. For help in the future as well. Yeah. yeah. So just kind of keeping the dialogue open by how And you've been I, doing really well with that. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah. So just keeping the dialogue open by not saying, I know, I know, I know. Because we all need to be reminded. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And it was about like, I mean, I think it was a couple years ago. We, uh, So there's, there's like this 300-page book called Trusting God by Jerry Bridges. Yep. Okay, very gospel-centered, super great stuff. Okay, so he made that book into a physically small... 31 days to trusting God. Yeah, and it's it's really small and very readable <laughs> so and digestible. Anyway, but yeah, it's just really great stuff. I mean, some of the chapters in there are just... I mean, I think about those quite often, actually. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah, we can link to that as well. Yeah. So, so that's helpful. Um, so that's good. So what do we have going on this weekend? What? Well, well, Gracie and I might be going on another walk. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. What are you doing this weekend? Well, I might be going on a walk, too. <laughs> okay. well. Anyway, well, here's just one thing I want to say. One of the things that I've tried to do, and granted, we haven't been at this for very long, is differentiating the weekend from the weekdays. Oh, yeah. You right. know? So um, I just would want to encourage people to listen to um, what Brandon sends out to make it feel like a Sunday. Plus, it's good stuff. Um, you know, on Sunday, interacting with that, doing whatever part of the worship guide that works for you and your family. But just kind of to kind of put your flag in the in the ground and be like, this is a Sunday. And just mm-hmm. to differentiate it so that the days don't all merge into one huge day. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so maybe just trying to kind of mix things up on Saturday. Maybe, you know, go through a drive-through and get donuts, or I don't know, and just take a drive. Yeah. Around or whatever. Um, you know, just doing something to differentiate your weekend from your weekdays, just mm-hmm. so that you don't kind of get lost in a fog of yeah. continual everything. So. All right. Yeah. Hey. Well, thanks for listening to the lobby, and we will talk to you later. Thanks. Thanks.